had some great guests so far. We've got another one coming in now, and this one is somebody that I, I begged basically to come on with us today. Anthony Broom from the Wolverine.com and the On3 Sports Network is going to talk with us here. Anthony, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on what happened Saturday night, um, just like a general overview of what it was like to be there and, and be covering uh, the, the basketball game between Michigan and Michigan State. Well, first off, I'll say um, there was no begging for me to be here. I'm happy to join. Uh, Thank you, sir. Always happy to, to mix it up with a fellow metalhead like yourself. So, um, yeah, I mean, the vibe the vibe Saturday night was, I mean, it was one of the more uh, unique sporting events that I've been to because, you know, usually you get primed up for a Michigan-Michigan State game and it's, you know, it's the rivalry. It's, it's. It is. It is what it is. It is what it ha- what it has been. But Saturday was was different, obviously, because we know the events of last week. It, it, everything suddenly became bigger than sports, and that that atmosphere was about you know for, for the Michigan State community and really just for the state of Michigan as a whole coming together to kind of move forward in terms of just getting a shred of normalcy back. Uh, I thought that. Um, I thought that Michigan as an institution did a tremendous job in, in kind of wrapping its arms around uh, its rival up the road. I thought the, um, all, all of the tributes on Saturday, the moment of silence, playing MSU's alma mater, uh, all of those type of things I thought were, uh, were classy and well done and, and, and top notch. And you know what? And as a result, I mean, we didn't know anyone who said, who, who thought they had a shred of an idea how that basketball game might play out uh, would, was lying to you because there's the human element that's involved in it. But, you know, after all that, too, the two teams gave us a pretty darn good basketball game, too. So that was... Uh, yeah, they did. All things considered, <laughs> it was it was a great night uh, for, for this rivalry um, and then hopefully a turning point in terms of civility and those types of things as well. Amen to that, brother. That was... Uh... That was something to behold from from afar, um, and you know I, I don't have connections to either school, and just watching it from the outside was it, it was a powerful moment. It really was, and it came across the broadcast on TV too. I thought that uh, Gus Johnson and Jim Jackson did a good job of conveying that repeatedly throughout the broadcast as well. Uh, and let, let's talk about the game itself. Michigan, th- th- that game was back and forth. Nobody had control until the very end when Michigan sort of just pulled away. Um, your thoughts on on how they ended that game and, and like what was the big turning point for you? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing for me is that you know that type of game. You know, Mich- t- uh, ten of Michigan's twelve losses this year have been by six points or less, and it feels like they've been in those tight one possession games probably six, seven, eight times this year. So and come up empty in those situations. So you, you get to the stretch run and you go, all right, well. There, we'll see what happens. I'll believe it when I see it. And, and what I saw was a team that um, finally, finally. I mean, we're we're talking. It's it's almost late February here, but it it was a growing up game for them. I mean, the freshmen stayed poised and made plays. Uh, Kobe Bufkin, the Grand Rapids guy, made the biggest shot of his career. Hunter Dickinson, you know, didn't have the biggest night on the stat sheet, but made big plays late when it mattered. Boy, that, that reverse pivot layup that he got, I thought was a huge point in the game. Uh, they really needed that, and he delivered after not having a good game to that point. Yeah, you know, the thing of it, too, is that they – and this has been a problem for them. Uh, they had such a hard time just getting a lead and and putting pressure on Michigan State. And finally, the floodgates just kind of kind of busted open for them. And, and for one night, again – 
things are game to game with them right now. I mean, it's, it's we're sitting here. It's it's February twentieth, and Michigan's not on the NCAA tournament bubble right now, and it's not completely out of the question. They have to play themselves there, but you got to take it one one game at a time. And they are young, and, and to see them finally, you know, you asked what what led to that. It was a I wrote that it was a coming of age game for guys like Terrace Reed and and Kobe Bufkin and Doug McDaniel and just the team in general. Um, I don't know if it's sustainable, but for one night, it looked pretty darn good. And you saw what it can be. And and I think there's a chance that they can kind of keep this team together going into next year. And I don't know what the rest of this season holds, but um, at some point you have to apply the lessons, the tough lessons that you've learned throughout a season. And, you know, on Saturday night, they were able to do that. And, you know, as a result, you know, you keep your, you keep your, there's, there's still a shred of, of a path to NCAA tournament bubble talk, but you at least keep yourself alive. You're not mathematically out of it. And that's, that's the biggest thing is just kind of an ex, exhaling that you finally found a way to close out a basketball game. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to, I'm going to take from your tone there that you don't think that there's any chance outside of um, a wild win in the actual Big Ten tournament, winning the tournament itself, they're going to get, they get in. Even if they win their final three regular season games and maybe one or two games in the tournament, you don't think that's a, a chance? Yeah. For me, I think the magic number is probably 19 wins for them. I think in this Big Ten, I, I think that that's kind of where, what you're looking at. And for that to happen, uh, they're 15 and 12 right now. You've got three regular or four regular season games left, three of them on the road at Rutgers, at Illinois, at Indiana, all tough places to play. So uh, you've got to get four wins somewhere. So it's a combination of whatever you don't get out of these last four games, you got to probably go get in Chicago to, to be in the conversation. So for me, I mean, every time they've been in this situation where they show signs of life and you say oh well you know you grab this game you steal a game here maybe there's the path they come back and it's just kind of reverting back to you know being you know the old adage is you are what your record says you are i think that's a very apt way to put what i've seen from this team this year you know they didn't they didn't have any wins of note coming out of non-conference play they lost to my alma mater in central michigan and that's fire up chips battle loss as battle loss as any team on the bubble might have so it's, it's an uphill battle. Um, I mean, like I said, it's not completely out of the question yet. We've seen teams get hot late, but for them, if they find a way to do it, they will have earned their way there. And that's that's just kind of the – I guess that would be the silver lining of discussing the path is that, well, if they find a way to get there, it's because they found a way to get it done. Um, but right now, I think the, the proof is kind of in the pudding, and they have to – they have to figure out a way to uh, to bring some consistency, which we'll see what's going on with Jet Howard and his ankle. But it might be tough to sustain that without a guy who's you know a potential lottery pick. So yeah, I don't I don't know what what comes next for them. It's, <laughs> it's fascinating to, to see what will happen. That's why we watch the games, Anthony. That's Anthony Broom from uh, uh, Wolverine dot com on the On Three Network joining us talking some Michigan basketball. Um, you brought up so, so I'm a Mac guy myself. I went to Ohio. Do you get any chance to watch any of the Mac at all anymore? Now, I, I know you're engrossed with Michigan, and you know, like I get engrossed with the NFL, so I don't get a chance to watch the Mac basketball as much as I like to. Have you had any chance to, to peek down at the Mac at all this year? No, you know, I haven't watched a ton of Mac basketball, which is crazy because uh, when I was at when I was at CMU, I mean, I was I was in the student section, and, and CMU was actually pretty good for the few years that I was there. So you kind of kept an eye on the other games and the conference tournament. So I mean, unless 
Like I watched Michigan play Eastern Michigan at, at Little Caesars Arena this year. I obviously saw Central at, at Chrysler Center. So that's that's kind of been the extent of the <laughs> action I've seen, which bums me out. I mean, I'm not I'm not exactly turning my back on my roots here, but it's uh, it, it is difficult when uh, you know a job like this. You kind of have to eat, sleep, and breathe um, the beat that you're on. So I wish I had time for more, but. Um, I feel like I'm already kind of drinking out of the fire hose, so to speak. <laughs> I know ex- I know exactly how you feel. Uh, I have not been to a, a Mac game this year, and I think it's the first year um, non-COVID related that I haven't been uh, in a very long time. And it's, it's kind of disappointing, isn't it? You, you like to, you know, sometimes it's nice to have the escape from your normal beat and just to be able to look out the window and, you know, not, not be on, quote unquote, all the time. And uh, I hope you get a chance to do that with something else other than basketball. Uh, but yeah, that's that's how that's how our jobs go, isn't it? <laughs> that's that is the that is part of it. Uh, there's always you know there's other things to you know sometimes and I think you could probably relate to this too. We we do so much sports that like when you when you close your laptop at the end of the day, you're kind of looking at opportunities to do anything else, especially if you know you you have a family and things like that. So it's uh, it's a fine line for sure. It is absolutely. Uh, I want to ask you more a general Big Ten question. Northwestern, they haven't been this good in since like my grandpa was a baby. Like, is are they legit? Yeah, the team's been pretty good. Um, and, and the funny thing is, you know, we talk about Michigan's resume. One of one of their only quote unquote signature wins right now is a road win that they had at Northwestern, which was, I believe, the last time that Northwestern lost. But uh, that's correct. It was a game where uh, it was a game where Northwestern had played. It was their fifth game in eleven days. So, uh, yeah, that team's pretty good. And you know, it, it seems like it's happened a couple times in the last few years where um, you know people kind of lose their patience with Chris Collins, even at a school like Northwestern that's not a you know a, a traditional basketball power, but. Um, I think he's he's doing a, he's doing a heck of a job there, and and that team right now is playing as good as any team in the conference. Um, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and suggest that the Wildcats have a chance to break the conference's streak of not winning a national championship, but right now they're just playing good basketball, and and they're a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, I mean, this is uh, you know just looking through. I mean, I, I did something earlier today on seeding for the Big Ten tournament. Um, it's night to night right now. I mean, it's kind of Purdue and then everyone else's seat is up for grabs. You have a school like Michigan that, you know, if you, like we, like we said, if you find a way to get on a roll down the stretch here, you could still be one of those Friday teams that gets the double buy one of the top four seeds, or let's say you go one and three and, and, and kind of, you know, a bit of a tailspin. Don't get one. In, um, don't get one. You're maybe supposed to get against Wisconsin. You could be a Wednesday team now so it's like that's that's the case for a lot of teams in this conference at the moment it, so michigan actually uh, has a path to get to that double buy yeah they do i mean there are six wow uh, michigan's sitting at nine and seven in conference play i believe there are six teams within a half game of having one of those double buys and then maybe eight or nine teams within a game and a half of that and now we're running out of time here most teams have four games left here but um, there's a lot to still sort out. I mean, that's wow. it's been one of the more wild. Uh, I can't even say wild, but frenetic. It's been a frenetic season for Big Ten basketball. Uh, not as top heavy as it's, I mean, it's 
it's Purdue and everyone else. Usually there's a couple teams at the top, but everyone from that two to you know, 11, 12 spot, they can they can beat you on a given night. Yeah, we, we saw that with Maryland beating Purdue this past week. It's definitely going to be a fun finish to the, the college basketball season in the Big Ten. Anthony Broom from, from thewolverine.com on the On3 Network. Hey, I got it right. Thank you. Thank, thank you for joining me, Anthony. I appreciate you coming in on a short notice today, buddy. Oh, of course. Anytime. Thanks for having me.